Hello and welcome to another episode of From the Beginning here on Heavenward Thinking. Today we're continuing on in Exodus. We're going to be in Exodus chapter 16. We're going to go through the whole thing, so it'll be a little bit of reading, but then we'll get right into this week's topic. The whole Israelite community set out from Elam and came to the desert of Sin, which is between Elam and Sinai, on the fifteenth day of the second month after they had come out of Egypt. In the desert, the whole community grumbled against Moses and Aaron. The Israelites said to them, If only we had died by the Lord's hand in Egypt. There we sat around pots of meat and ate all the food we wanted, but you have brought us out into this desert to starve this entire assembly to death. Then the Lord said to Moses, I will rain down bread from heaven for you. The people are to go out each day and gather enough for that day. In this way, I will test them and see whether they will follow my instructions. On the sixth day, they are to prepare what they bring in, and that is to be twice as much as they gather on the other days. So Moses and Aaron said to the Israelites, In the evening you will know that it was the Lord who brought you out of Egypt, and in the morning you will see the glory of the Lord, because he has heard your grumbling against him. Who are we that you should grumble against us? Moses also said, You will know that it, it was the Lord when he gives you meat to eat in the evening and all the bread you want in the morning, because he has heard your grumbling against him. Who are we? You are not grumbling against us, but against the Lord. Then Moses told Aaron, Say to the entire Israelite community, Come before the Lord, for he has heard your grumbling. While Aaron was speaking to the whole Israelite community, they looked toward the desert, and there was the glory of the Lord appearing in the cloud. The Lord said to Moses, I have heard the grumbling of the Israelites. Tell them, At twilight you will eat meat, and in the morning you will be filled with bread. Then you will know that I am the Lord your God. That evening, quail came and covered the camp, and in the morning, there was a layer of dew around the camp. When the dew was gone, thin flakes like frost on the ground appeared on the desert floor. When the Israelites saw it, they said to each other, What is it? For they did not know what it was. Moses said to them, It is the bread the Lord has given you to eat. This is what the Lord has commanded. Everyone is to gather as much as they need. Take an omer for each person you have in your tent. The Israelites did as they were told. Some gathered much, some little. And when they measured it by the omer, the one who had gathered much did not have too much, and the one who had gathered little did not have too little. Everyone had gathered just as much as they needed. Then Moses said to them, No one is to keep any of it until morning. However, some of them paid no attention to Moses. They kept part of it until morning, but it was full of maggots and began to smell. So Moses was angry with them. Each morning everyone gathered as much as they needed, and when the sun grew hot, it melted away. On the sixth day they gathered twice as much, two omers for each person, and the leaders of the community came and reported this to Moses. He said to them, This is what the Lord commanded. Tomorrow is to be a day of Sabbath rest, a holy Sabbath to the Lord. So bake what you want to bake, and boil what you want to boil. Save whatever is left, and keep it until morning. So they saved it until morning, as Moses commanded, and it did not stink or get maggots in it. Eat it today, Moses said, because today is a Sabbath to the Lord. You will not find any of it on the ground today. Six days you are to gather it, but on the seventh day, the Sabbath, there will not be any. Nevertheless, some of the people went out on the seventh day to gather it, but they found none. Then the Lord said to Moses, How long will you refuse to keep my commands and my instructions? Bear in mind that the Lord has given you the Sabbath. This is why on the sixth day he gives you bread for two days. Everyone is to stay where they are on the seventh day. No one is to go out. So the people rested on the seventh day. The people of Israel called the bread manna. It was white like coriander seed and tasted like wafers made with honey. Moses said, This is what the Lord has commanded. Take an omer of manna and keep it for the generations to come, so they can see the bread I gave you to eat in the wilderness when I brought you out of Egypt. So Moses said to Aaron, Take a jar and put an omer of manna in it. Then place it before the Lord to be kept for the generations to come. As the Lord commanded Moses, Aaron put the manna with the tablets of the covenant law so that it might be preserved. The Israelites ate manna forty years until they came to a land that was settled. They ate manna until they reached the border of Canaan. And Omer is one-tenth of an ephah. So we see here in this chapter, again, the grumbling of the Israelites. We've been talking about how when they came out of Egypt, when God brought them across and he miraculously led them through the sea on dry ground, and then he 
completely annihilated the Egyptian forces, and he brought them out of Egypt like he had promised. We saw how they were praising the Lord, and they gave him all this great glory and credit and praise. And then not too long later in the story, we see that they're already grumbling against Moses and Aaron and against God, and they're just not happy campers a lot of the time. Well, we see that here in this section, and we see that they are having a little bit of revisionist history, which we never have in our lives, but they do, and uh, they are believing somehow that while they were slaves and being very, very mistreated in Egypt, that somehow they had the time to sit around pots of meat and eat whatever they wanted anytime they wanted. That seems like a, a crazy um, a crazy statement. We would never say anything crazy like that and, and be a little dramatic. Uh, we probably would. Uh, they're doing that here in this section. They're being very dramatic, trying to grumble and complain, and so the Lord gives Moses some instructions. He tells him that he is going to provide food for the Israelites, so he doesn't do what most of us would do if someone was grumbling against us and we were God. Instead of striking them down, he doesn't do that. He says he is going to give them manna and quail, and so they're going to have as much bread as they want in the morning, and they're going to have as much meat as they need in the evening. But he gives them some specific instructions, and we see that they are not perfect listeners. He says that they are only to gather a certain amount, and they're not to keep any until the next day. Yet some people we see do that, and we see the results of that. It spoils, and Moses gets angry with them, as any leader is going to get angry with people who disobey. We see that the Israelites are not always great at listening and be obedient to the Lord's commands given down to Moses. We also uh, saw that some of them went out on the Sabbath day when God specifically said, I'm going to give you enough for two days of manna on the sixth day. And on the seventh day, the Sabbath day, you are not to go out and gather any. We saw that some of the people went out and tried to look for it anyways. And so they didn't get the memo when the food spoiled the first time. Now they're trying to go out and, and have it their own way again. We're going to see this pattern of constant rebellion, constant refusal to listen to God. And, and God calls them out on this. The Lord asks, how long are you going to refuse to obey my commands? And, and we're going to see that sentiment expressed by God all throughout the Old Testament uh, with the Israelites constantly refusing to just, just listen to his commands. And I think this chapter is a great reminder for us as Christians to be obedient to the Lord and to not be constantly complaining. We start out with a great object lesson of we should be careful not to complain because revisionist history is by nature revisionist history. It's not reality. The Israelites weren't better off in Egypt. In fact, they were crying out to God for help, and hence why the Lord sent Moses to rescue them and said that I heard the groans, the cries of my people in Egypt. I've come down to rescue them. They weren't just sitting around pots of meat doing whatever they wanted and eating whenever they wanted, but they were convinced that they had things better off at a different time. When we go through hard difficult seasons in life when the Lord calls us out into a wilderness moment and we don't see food in front of us right away, when we don't see what we want right away, we often complain, we often turn our attention toward the things that we think we want or need, and then we look at our life either before us or we look at uh, our, the lives of those around us, and we start saying, I wish I was that person or I wish I was back then at this moment in my life because everything was great. 
even when it wasn't. And in those moments, instead of doing that, we should turn to the Lord and be thankful and, and give him the glory for what he's done. And as we look at the great things he's done and the times we've had in the past, it should give us confidence in our faith to trust God to provide for us in the present and in the future. Because we see that God had a plan for the Israelites and he meets their needs immediately when, when they need him. He meets their needs in amazing and boundless, extraordinary ways. He doesn't just give them a little bit. He gives them a bountiful amount. He, he gives them not just bread, but he gives them the meat as well. He's not just giving them one, he's giving them both. He's he's meeting all these different needs that they're, they're having already, and we're going to see more needs as we go throughout, uh, but they just need to trust in him. And then we also get the second warning of making sure that we're being obedient to the Lord. When he gives us a command, when he tells us something, it's not a good idea to be like the Israelites in this section and oh, I, I like what you're giving me, God. I'm actually going to just try to take extra or I'm going to try to do it my way. I love that you're providing this for me. Maybe I should just try to you know, keep some control for myself. I'm not really going to follow your, your way. I'll go halfway with you. I'll make some kind of a compromise, but I'm not going to be all in on being obedient to you. And, and that's, that's a serious problem in our own lives because you and I, on a daily basis, we are constantly presented with the same thing. We're greedy. We want things our way. We want to be in control. We don't really want to follow God's way perfectly. We like the benefits of God. We love the manna. We love the quail. We don't love that there are guidelines that go along with it. We think we should get all we want and we should be able to do whatever we want, however we want, and there shouldn't be any guidelines or strings attached. And so we often get off track because we want to do things our way. But we see when we listen to God and are obedient to God, he blesses us. So we want to take from this story not to be complainers, but then also not to just do things our own way, to make sure we're really following God's commands. When he tells us something, we need to do it. So that's our challenge for this week. And then next week we'll be looking at Exodus chapter 17. So join us next time for another episode of From the Beginning here on Heavenward Thinking.